0: Holy gospel according to Luke chapter 15. Glory to you O Lord. Then Jesus said there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, "Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me." So he divided his property property between them. A few days later the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in destitute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him in the fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the paws that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have enough bread to spare? And here I am dying of hunger. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came, he approached the house. He heard music and dancing. He called one of his slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, "'Your brother has come home, "'and your father has killed the fatted calf "'because he has got him back safe and sound.' Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, "'Listen, for all those years "'I have been working like a slave for you, "'and I have never disobeyed your command. "'Yet you have never given me even a young goat "'so that I might celebrate with my friends.' But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed a fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, I'd like to tell you a parable. It is about a girl named Jenny. And Jenny grew up in Middletown, Connecticut. In her early teenage years, she fell into this pattern with her parents. They began to fight a lot, like a typical teenager, you would say. They didn't react too well when she came home with a nose ring. They were furious when she stayed out all night without so much a phone call to let her parents know where she was. And her friends? Well, they weren't actually her parents' first choice for her to be hanging out with. One night, Jenny and her parents had this huge fight. It started off with an innocent question, but it ended up becoming a screaming match. The last words that Jenny spoke to her parents were, I hate you. And she slammed the door to her bedroom. Her parents decided to let her cool off for the night and talk with her in the morning. But that opportunity never came. Jenny packed her bags. She packed everything she needed into one bag and she knew when everyone went to sleep. So she went down to the kitchen to one of the drawers where her parents kept some important information. And she went into the drawer and took out her parents' wallets. She took all the credit cards, all the, the cash that was in there, the bank book, and she left. She hopped on a bus and went to New Haven and spent the night with a friend there. And then she took a train to New York City. When she got there, she made her way to the bank. She forged her mother's signature, and she withdrew $12,500 out of her parents' account. She found a place to live. And over the next few days, she maxed out her parents' credit cards. She was living the high life. She had a new group of friends. Plenty of parties to go to, late nights, sleep all day, no school, no parents hassling her about who she's hanging out with and what she was doing. She had complete freedom. But then, after some time went by, after the money was gone, the credit cards were canceled. The parties stopped. Her new so-called friends abandoned her. Back home, her parents are frantic. They, they were working overtime to pay off all the debt that their daughter accumulated. They talked with the police multiple times. They called all her friends, even those acquaintances that she, she didn't really get along with, just to see where her, their missing daughter was. Her parents didn't know what happened to her, and they feared the worst. Meanwhile, on the streets of New York City, things aren't going too well. Jenny is soon addicted to heroin, and the money she stole didn't go too far, and she moves into an abandoned building and does everything she can just to survive. Alone, depressed, Hurt, confused, lost. She didn't know what to do. For the first time in a very long time, she didn't have that reassurance, that love, that support of her parents. Eventually, a long time passes. The search for Jenny soon subsides, but her parents continue to pray day and night for her return. Jenny finally gets in the rhythm of a new life. The memories of her former life feel like a dream. One day she's walking in Central Park and she stops and she sees this family and they're having a picnic. Seems like a nice family. They're talking, they're laughing, they're hugging. They start to play some games, fly some kites. Suddenly, it triggers memories for her. A memory of that famous family water fight one summer day when when she was 12. Reminds her of that crazy dance party that they had in the kitchen one night. Memories start to flood of the support her sister gave her when she broke up with David. Then this overwhelming Grief and sadness enters her entire body, and she starts to cry. God, why did I leave, she says to herself. I may have had certain aspects of my life, things that I hated, but, but even the family dog lives better than I do. In that moment, she knows more than any other time that she wants to go home. But she doesn't know what to do. She starts to question whether she deserves to go home or not. Has too much time passed? What if her parents don't accept her? Do they even still love her? She finds a, a cell phone and, and she calls her parents home, but she blocks the number because she knows that her mom never answers those calls. And she leaves a message. Mom, Dad, it's me. I know I hurt you. I know you must be mad at me. But I was wondering, can I come home? I'm I'm catching a train next week up to New Haven, and then I'm going to take the bus home. And about a mile from our house is this big old apple tree, the one that we used to stop at and, and steal a few apples every fall. Well, if you will accept me at home Tie a handkerchief on one of the branches so that I can see it. And if I see the handkerchief on the branch, I will stay on the bus until I get to New Haven or get to Middletown. And then um, I, I will go home. But if I don't see it, I will stay on the bus and just head north. And I promise you will never hear from me again. Time comes for her to get on the train And she thinks about all the flaws, all the things that could go wrong in her plan. What if mom and dad missed out and they never heard the message? What if they did hear it? How are they going to react? It's been such a long time. Maybe they just moved on. But what if they do hear? What if they do tie the handkerchief? and And I actually show up and I see them. What am I even going to say? The train pulls into New Haven, she gets on the bus. Then the nerves really start to kick in. In 45 minutes, she will have her answer. The man sitting next to her could see that she was feeling a little nervous, and so they strike up a conversation. And she was glad because she needed to talk about this. She needed to, to just let someone know what was going on. And she suddenly starts to tell her whole story. She tells him about the fight, about her running away, about her experience in New York City. And, and soon, a while into the trip, it felt like the entire bus was listening to Jenny, listening to what has happened to her and what she has done and where she is going and what is going to happen next. And then she talks about the apple tree. And with tears in her eyes, she tells the entire bus that she is nervous because she's afraid that there's not going to be even one handkerchief on the tree. She looks out the window and she realizes the tree is not too far away. She told everyone that she just could not look at the tree. She asked the man next to her if if he could look and tell her what he saw. She puts her head down, and she closes her eyes. For the first time in in years, she starts to pray. Her heart is pounding. She says to herself, this is it. The bus pulls around the curve, and every eye is looking on the apple tree. And suddenly she hears a gasp. What? What do you see? Is there a white handkerchief on the tree? The man sitting next to her says, No, there is not one handkerchief on the tree. At that moment, her heart sank. And then he said, There are hundreds of handkerchiefs on the tree. What? Everyone stared and watched as Jenny lifted her head and looked at the tree and there were hundreds of handkerchiefs on every branch of the apple tree her parents did not want her to miss the handkerchief they wanted to make sure that she was that she knew that she not was only welcomed at home but she was needed at home The bus pulls into the station and Jenny steps off the bus, not knowing what to expect or even what to do. She didn't know how she was even going to get to her house. She wasn't planning for this, but she knows she needs to find a way. And suddenly, out in the distance, she hears someone calling her name and her head whips around and there is her mom and her dad and her sister and her aunts and her uncles and her cousins and her grandma. They're all holding a banner that reads, Welcome Home. And everyone is holding a white handkerchief. They're also wearing goofy party hats and, and just streamers and, and party poppers And and her mom and dad start to run towards her, tears streaming down their face, arms held wide open. But Jenny can't move. And her parents grab her with such force it almost knocks her over. She says, Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. I know. Then her parents interrupt her. Hush, forget about the apologies. All we care about is that you are home. I just want to hold on to you. Come, everyone is waiting. We have a big party. Everyone wants to see you. And Jenny finds herself washed away in a sea of family and love that she has not known for a very long time. And that's how God feels about us. That's how God feels when we turn away, when we stray away. God always welcomes us back with tears in God's eyes and wide open arms. Too many times in our life we have pushed ourselves away, but God is waiting for us every single time. You know, I've talked with many, many people over the years who once went to church and then for one reason or another, they stopped going to church. They stayed away. And then eventually they stayed away for so long that they feel that they are never welcomed back at church. That they are not good enough. That nobody wants them there. Well, that's hardly ever true. Especially here at Prince of Peace. We are a church that cares. We are a church that welcomes. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like, or who you love. You are welcome here in this place. Imagine when you go into a place, you feel that welcome. You feel that acceptance. You feel that love. That is a limitless grace. That God extends to us. Grace that is always available, grace that never ends. The faith that we have, the faith that has been given to us, the foundation of that faith is grace. It comes into our lives, it is given to us as a free gift from God. And we are able to extend that grace into the world to let the world knows how much God loves them. Thanks be to God, in Jesus' name, amen.